And now it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, Hop Along John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, yearn to wade in a high Sierra or Alaska stream, or just look forward to taking the kids out to one of our local lakes, chase trout, crappie, or bass, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. Rod and Real Radio brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Main or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices, remember nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Real Radio, the best stop on your radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Thank you, Mark Larson and Southern California. Welcome to another Sunday edition of Rod and Real Radio. I'm your host, Hop along, John Cassidy, and we appreciate you taking some of your Sunday evening to be with us tonight. Hey, we've got really an exceptional show for you tonight, jam-packed full of some information and, I hope, a lot of fun. And let me just give you a rundown about what we're going to be doing. First of all, starting right off the bat, Dwayne Potnow from the San Diego Anglers. He's going to be here talking about the 2016 San Diego Bay Bass Tournament. That's coming up on January the 23rd, so you're going to want to hear all about it, how to enter that, and we're going to talk a little bit about some of the special features the Anglers Bay Bass Tournament uh, puts on. Then coming up at 6 o'clock, pro angler and professional guide Paul Bailey was is going to be with us. And Paul had an exceptional catch over this past week. In fact, a world record catch in Northern California. We're going to talk to Paul, catch up with him, find out how that's going along, talk about his guide service, and we've had Paul before. He is fishing uh, FLW and the uh, Wild West Tour. We're going to find out all about what's happening, but we're going to talk about the special world record catch of his at 6 o'clock. And then coming up at 6.40, Captain Ray Summers from Vendetta Sports Fishing will be with us. He'll be updating us on the continuation of the 2015 tuna season. And we thought that it was going away. And just when we thought it was almost gone, it's back here again. But before we get this all started, let me introduce to you the co-host of Rod and Reel Radio. First of all, this gentleman is the voice of 1-800-BASSBOAT and a pretty darn good fisherman in his own right, Mr. Stan Vandenberg. Stan, how you doing? Good evening, John Wayne. How are you doing? I am fine. You know, I am back from uh, the sea and ships here for for a week, and I've kind of got things back under control and been putting things together for the bass boat now for our first tournament of the year coming up on the 12th for for the 2016 season. So I'm busy and all good. Well, it is. I know, Stan, and uh, boy, you know, hearing about your trip last week just you know, just brings tingles up and down your spine because, boy, the fishing is still good out there. And I'm glad you were actually on the beginning of it, so I'm glad you were able to take advantage of it. Oh, 
Uh, we had an exceptionally fun trip. <laughs> I don't know that it could have been a whole lot better. I guess you, we could have had 300-pound fish, but the 260 was, you know, that was our big one. But we had so much quality, and, and it was pretty much from start to finish on the whole trip. We had uh, just a great time. So I, I got nothing bad to say. I'm ready to go next year, and we'll do it again. <laughs> All right. Hey, let me take this time to introduce to you the other co-host of Ron Real Radio. She is a national sales manager for Iserline and reps many other fine products in the fishing industry, Ms. Wendy Toshihara. Wendy, how you doing, ma'am? I'm doing much better. I'm on the road to mending, and uh, hopefully I'll be out on the water soon. Yeah, oh, girl. <laughs> that is good. Hey, guys, I wish you had uh, all had a great holiday, and uh, you know what? It, you know, we are in line for a lot of great fishing, but... You know, before we get into that, let's talk about an event that has been happening here in San Diego since the late 70s. It's been uh, conducted by a few other organizations before the San Diego Anglers took over to it. But I think they are now conducting their 21st annual San Diego Bay Bass Tournament. And the guy that is uh, the point on the whole operation to tell us about what's happening tonight is here with us live in the Palatial Anglers Arsenal Studios, Mr. Dwayne Pontno. Dwayne, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me, John. Hey, it is great having you on. Uh, yes, it's uh, good to be back here for our annual event here. All right. Uh, Stan and Wendy, can you hear Dwayne okay? I hear him perfect. All right. Just fine. Yeah, you never know here with this tin can that I'm using. I try and stretch out the cord as far as I can. Sometimes it works and sometimes... I don't know. Well, Dwayne, the 21st, uh, you know, event for the San Diego Anglers, but the San Diego Bay Bass Tournament has a tradition here in San Diego that is rich in, in fishing lore, and it's uh, just the event of the year. San Diego uh, Anglers is running it. Tell us some of the things we should know about this year's event. Well, uh, it's hard. you don't want to mess with success, so it's going to be pretty much the same thing as it's been the last uh, 20 years. It's uh, uh, $1,500 for first place uh, for this year. Again, we're going to have the largest winning sack of only three fish. Well, we had five fish up until last year, and with the fishing being just a little tough in San Diego Bay, we dropped it down to three. And so $1,500 sponsored by Fisherman's Landing. Uh, Doug Kern at Fisherman's Landing is our top prize. And also we have a separate kayak division here. That is that is sponsored by uh, Fastline Kayak and Hobie Kayaks, and the first place in that is $500, and we'll guarantee five spots in the kayak division. If we have a lot of kayaks participate, we can certainly start to pay down uh, more more places. Well, you know, this has been an event that has really evolved, and as you said, you have your kayak division, which is something never before. In fact, last year, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't the winner of the event. Fishing out of a kayak? Yes, he did, and that was uh, that was Tony Souza. And what happened was he was scheduled to fish with his wife Barbie, and uh, a couple days before the event, in a boat, and a couple days before the event, he called me in panic, saying my boat broke on pre-fishing. I don't know what I'm going to do. Can I fish in a kayak? And I said, I don't know why not. But he said, I don't want to fish in the kayak division. I want to stay in the boat division and and and, and fish against the. Uh, the big guys there. I said, no problem there, Tony. So he launched his, his kayak in the morning, and he uh, 
paddled out in front of Shelter Island, fished all day, and ended up uh, winning the whole tournament. Uh, and because he, he didn't have a boat partner, he got to keep all the money and all the jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now, over the years, the rules have changed a little bit, and it. it's really important that the fishermen know about these rule changes because they are different than they have been in past years. Yes, uh, we have uh, brought the boundaries in to the, to the first uh, line of buoys passes a um, ballast point there in San Diego Bay, so uh, uh, the outside areas of Zuniga Jetty and Point Lama are no longer available to fish. And also um, uh, the 14-inch size limit has really affected especially on the spotty division, how many spotties are, are weighed in the, in the sack. So for, it's 14-inch minimum on the, on the bass, and the boundaries have changed. All right, and uh, this is important. You know, before it used to be the tip of Zanuga Jetty to the tip of Point Loma, that was not a real definite line. And now going across the buoys, you know exactly where the uh, in and out is. There's no ambiguity now. All right. Hey, let's talk about, though, you've had some tremendous sponsors over the years for this event, but you've also had a lot of volunteers. And the first thing is I want you to give accolades to, to some of the people that have helped you over the past years. Well, I want to name the sponsor right away. Is, okay. Uh, is, uh, is uh, Vessel Assist Boat U.S. If it wasn't for Rob Butler uh, writing us that big fat check, and you know these things operate on cash, uh, if it wasn't for him writing that big fat check every year, uh, this tournament wouldn't be near the event that it is. Um, All right, you know, but also uh, you get volunteers that help you out on this, and they're, they're, you know, help a lot. Yes, we have a club of almost 400 people now. It's it's getting up there. Uh, Our meeting the other night was standing room only, that's for sure. But uh, we need about 60 volunteers, and and, uh, we have a big enough club that can do that. So they come on out the day of the event from uh, 3.30 in the morning till about 7 o'clock at night, and... They work their little tails off. Let's talk a little bit about how uh, people can get into this event. How do they register? And then besides the standard entry fee, there are also some options that really make it a lucrative event. Yes. uh, The easiest way to get into this is go to our website, sandiegoanglers.com, and click on the tournament tabs on the right-hand side of the page, and then it'll have a drop-down menu. It says Open Bay Bass. Click on that, and uh, just right at the beginning of the article, there will be a link which you can download the form. So download the form and then uh, mail it in with your, with your check to the P.O. box that's provided. And uh, we'll get back. We'll get, we'll, uh, we'll get a hold of you by uh, phone and let you know that we got the, your application and you just have to wait for the tournament. Now, the, uh, uh, the entry form and all the information is available in a, a pamphlet that you've distributed all throughout uh, San Diego County and Thanks parts for, north. Thanks for reminding me, John. Yes, uh, in, the, in the tackle shops in San Diego County, you can pick up the entry form. Uh, the rest of them will be out tomorrow. Lewis will be up in North County passing the rest of them out. So pretty much any tackle shop in San Diego County uh, will have an entry form. Now, you have sponsors for... Uh, uh, Others of the options. Obviously, there's first place for winning the event, yes. but you have an option for spotted bay bass, and there's also an option for halibut. Well, the, the spotted bay bass is part of your entry fee. Uh, Bill Schaefer, he sponsors $150 first place, uh, $150 for the largest spotty of the tournament, also the largest bass overall of the tournament, whether it's a spotty, a calico, or a sand bass. It's sponsored by Seaforth Boat Rentals. And then the big one uh, is the optional $5 halibut jackpot. We'll collect the money the morning of the event, 
we put in we put in oh there's probably 500 550 600 dollars in uh, uh, five dollar bills from the morning and then Manny from Fifth Avenue uh, print, printing on Fifth Avenue he puts another 250 into it so we'll get about 750 dollars into this this halibut jackpot and there's people that fish this tournament just for the halibut they don't uh, Go out to catch bass. They want that seven hundred fifty dollar uh, uh, halibut jackpot there. I know, okay, I got a couple of questions. Yeah, go on, Stan. If, now, as a tournament guy, I want to know: Can I win both? Can I win the halibut and the bass thing? And what are the links for the bass? And what are the links for the halibut? Yes, you could you could win. Yeah, the halibut is an option. That's just an, an extra for the tournament, and you certainly can win it all. If you caught the largest spotty, the largest sand bass. Uh, won the tournament, got into the, the – there's also a $20, $25 optional jackpot. You're betting the whole field that you're going to win the tournament, and sometimes that gets up oh, $2,000. Uh, pretty much everybody gets into that thing. So <laughs> you could win the $1,500 first prize. You could win the $2,000 jackpot. You could win the sand bass. You could win the spotted bay bass, and you could win the halibut. If you're that good of a fisherman, Stan, you should be fishing down here. Well, you know, a long time, as a long time tournament guy, I never went to a tournament thinking that I couldn't win one yet. So, the, not not that you do, but I think that, you know, you have the shot at it if you get on your fish or whatever else. So, But you don't go into a tournament and not get in the jackpot. That is a no-no <laughs> because you don't know. Any cast can produce a big fish. So, And one That's of them right. will pay for it. Yes, we just we are we just had a club tournament a couple of weeks ago. Will Bowen won it, but he didn't he didn't get in the jackpot. So the second place guy oh. ended up winning more money <laughs> than, uh, than Will did it for uh, for winning the tournament there. If you I'm know, that, and I, I, the guy that got the second place fish loved him for that. Absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, let's talk a little bit about the fishermen first. Ceilings, 150 teams, and Correct. not only are they fishing at this event, but then after that, those teams have a fish-off. Are you still planning to do that? We do that. Uh, we'll look at the tides in April, and uh, we'll invite the top 25 teams back. Uh, we'll put $1,500 on the table again, and uh, let them go fishing again. There's only 25 teams in the in the, in the the bay. It makes the f- fishing the bay that much easier. It's not as crowded. And uh, they have an opportunity to win. Last year, we we uh, we broke it down into three places: seven hundred fifty, five hundred, two hundred fifty dollars. We used to have it a winner take all, but I think the people enjoy getting a little bit a little bit of money there. Well, you know, uh, since we've been running Anglers Arsenal, I've had a, obviously a slew of people come through the door. And when we opened up back in nineteen ninety nine, a couple of young kids came in. Uh, uh, and they were avid fishermen. Their dad would take them fishing, and as they grew older and grew older, they got their own boat, and they started going out on themselves, but they also had their education, their own careers, and uh, they uh, you know, got great jobs, and they're, they're not tournament fishermen by any stretch of the imaginations. They're, they're everyday, you know, pud type of fishermen like us, and seeing these kids grow up had been great, and last year, uh, Joe and Mike Israel, they won the fish off. They came in second place, I think, in the uh, uh, in, in the main event. And, uh, you know, it just goes to show you that this is an everyday 
fisherman type of event. That's exactly right. We watched the Israel brothers uh, work their way up. Uh, you know, they when they first started fishing the tournament, they might have been like 30th place, and uh, they finally won the overall event uh, this year. They've steadily been getting better and better. I don't know what they're going to do this year. They can't get any better than winning the whole uh, shooting match. Now, one of the things that's great about this tournament is not only is there something fun for the anglers to do, but you open this up to the general public. You spend a lot of money on accommodating the general public. So people that want to come and watch the weigh-in and the award ceremonies and you have a great raffle, tell us a little bit about that part of the program. When the tournament is over, we have a giant party for fishermen. Uh, we, we, uh, we have a barbecue going on the whole time. Anybody can come down, absolutely anybody. We get people coming off the street, people from uh, the, the hotel across the street wanting to know what's going on, how they can buy a hamburger. We just said, just go get a hamburger. Well, uh, support the event by buying a raffle ticket or two, but come on down. Anyway, we have a barbecue going on for about four hours, uh, beer from Ballast Point. Uh, that's free also. Uh, no no, no charge for that. And um, that goes on until about, uh, oh, 5 o'clock. Then we have a giant raffle after the barbecue there, and uh, that's where the club raises its funds for, for, for the year there. That's our, our largest fundraiser of the year. The tournament is basically a wash. What we get in, we pay out in awards and prizes, but the, the raffle at the end of the event is what uh, generates the funds that operates our club for the rest of the year. Well, and anybody can get into that raffle. Any family member, you don't have to fish the, the tournament in order to get into the raffle. Absolutely. Oh, um, I'd say um, 15 years ago we had a gentleman walking off the street when the economy was good and people was giving us boats and trailers and outboards for prizes. We had a guy walking off the street uh, win the boat. He won the boat. <laughs> you know, and if you come as part of the general public, not only do you get to watch the weigh-in, which is really a kind of a lot of fun, and then you have a, a holding tank where you can actually see a lot of the fish that were caught that they hold before they release them back because... This is a tournament that encourages catch and release. Yes. But then a lot of the sponsors are there. You, you put up a, a big tent. Uh, it, how many square feet is that thing? That's almost the biggest tent I see put up in San Diego. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been as big as 200 feet by 40 feet, so it's been as big as 8,000 square feet. And what happens is a lot of the sponsors and uh, interested parties in the tournament, they'll have demonstrations over there, so not only... Can you come and watch the event? But you can see a lot of the products that the uh, sponsors of the event uh, have uh, that the, that they want to show you. Yeah, we have room for about 25 sponsors that come on down and uh, uh, show the public for about, uh, well, I'd say about three hours um, before the raffle starts. But we have about three hours to uh, talk with what's new in the fishing world for, uh, for the upcoming year. All right. And so now give us the particulars on this event now, Dwayne, so we... Uh, you know, we don't lose sight of the fact that, uh, hey, you just open up entries. They usually close up pretty quickly with the popularity of this event. That's Where great. can people go to find out more about this event and to enter? Well, there's two ways. Uh, you could, you, new to the club is a Facebook page. You can go to our Facebook page. It's uh, at uh, Open Bay Bass. Uh, Facebook at Open Bay Bass. Facebook.com at Open Bay Bass. I'm sorry. And then... Uh, and like us, and then you can stay up to date on what's happening there. And then to enter the tournament, you can go to our website, 
SanDiegoAnglers.com. Click on the Tournaments tab, go to the drop-down menu, and then uh, click on the entry form, and poof, it's on your computer. You know, and one of the things I forgot about real quickly, there will be a Bay Bass Seminar uh, coming off the week before. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, the Bay Bass Seminar, Steve Pennard over at, uh, at uh, Dana Bait and Tackle is, and Fast Lane Kayak, Ron Lane, has uh, generally, generously offered their... Uh, their, their area over there, they're going to have a seminar there um, right after the Let's Talk Cookup uh, radio show. But Benny Florentino is going to be our, our guest speaker. We're looking to get a couple other guest speakers, but uh, we're still working out uh, a, a time frame for when that's going to be. But sometime after the radio show, we'll get on and have a seminar there. All right. Hey, Dwayne, you're going to stay with us, and maybe we'll talk about this a little bit more. And since this is a fishing show... And you are a fisherman par excellence. Yeah. Uh, you may want to, you know, talk, you know, add in some point long time because I know you have a trip scheduled to El Salto coming up here in a couple of days. You also have another trip down uh, to the Amazon to go after peacock bass. And uh, rumor has it you're pretty darn good saltwater fisherman in your own right. I like to saltwater fish, yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey guys, we're going to take a break right now. You're listening to Ron Real Radio with Wendy Toshar, Stan Vandenberg, and myself, Hop along john cassidy coming up next what the heck is phil thinking stay tuned more rod and reel radio to come after these messages You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect, finally a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at 
www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, experienced anglers, first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. 2015 and 16, Quantum Fishing's gone and done it again for you with the brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your bait casters, the PTA design has a new PTXA frame, lighter, stronger, bone crushing drag, Quantum Fishing. We are performance tuned. Check them out at Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa or anglersarsenal.com or give us a call at 619-466-8355. This segment of Ron Real Radio is brought to you by the makers of the original balloon fishing clip system, Balloon Fisher King. Now you can fish the precise bait depth desired with these easy-to-use clips and 100% biodegradable natural latex balloons. All you do is clip, inflate, bait, and fish. Look for Balloon Fisher King clips and balloons at your local tackle dealers or go to balloonfisherking.com for further information. It's a big deal, you know. I've always wanted to be on Rod and Reel Radio Line. <laughs> I won the Bassmaster Classic. I did a, a McDonald's commercial, but now I know I've made it. I fulfilled my dream. <laughs> that is just absolutely awesome. And we do want to welcome you back to Rod and Reel Radio. And Stan, uh, Dwayne is just sitting here laughing uh, with that little segment that uh, you guys did a few years ago with Hank Parker. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty fun. Hank was walking through the show at Long Beach, and he and Martha were just actually they were going to the hotel, and and uh, as he walked by, I walked back over to him, and, and I go, Hank, you got a minute? Um, we're doing a live radio show, and if you've got a minute to, to say hi, I'd love to have you on. He goes, sure. And so Hank walked over. I had to apologize to Martha, his wife, I go, but he walked over and sat down and, and just... That came right out of him right off the bat <laughs> when we introduced him. And uh, you couldn't help but laugh. But I got kind of back at him a little later on because I had a chance to be a guide for him on <laughs> the gazetas. But, but he spent the whole show with us on, on the air that night, and we had a ball. He was just great. Well, you know, I don't, Stan, I don't mean to spill the beans because a lot of things can happen, but I've been in contact with Hank, and hopefully before the end of the year, we're going to have him back to find out what's happening. All we have to do is get him out of that tree stand that he's normally in this time of the year. Good luck with that. Oh, that, would, that would be a charge right there. Oh, right. He likes his hunting. Hey, listen, now it's time for What the Heck is Phil Thinking with the voice and host of PFO, uh, PFO Radio. And probably the number one Notre Dame fan in Southern California, Mr. Phil Friedman. Phil, how you doing tonight, sir? Doing great. I didn't have to watch Notre Dame lose to Stanford on Saturday, so I'm <laughs> oh, I, you know, I didn't know. I, I, you know, I don't know what I can tell you. That Stanford is is going to be tough, but you know what? Your team is going to be playing in the most prestigious bowl. They're going to be playing a great. Another great university, and I think it's going to be one of the number one matchups uh, on New Year's Day. I'm with you. Fiesta Bowl is looking really good against Ohio State, John. I'm already psyching up for that game. It should be a really, really great game, and hopefully Notre Dame can get some of their players. They've had an awful lot of injuries. I don't want to, you should put a baby crying sound effect on right now. <laughs> but uh, they've had a lot of but a lot of teams have, and. Uh, so I'm just got my fingers crossed. They'll play well uh, January 1st. Fiesta Bowl. Looking forward to it. Well, yeah, you know, the good thing about 
oh, guys that age as they heal in a week or two, and they should be maybe back to square one in, in a couple of weeks here. So they got a shot at it. I think it, they, they can be at least fairly healthy, and if they can get back into a, a rigorous training system, I, I think they still got a shot at it. A yeah. shot? They're, they're <laughs> stand by three, at least. You Come know, it, it isn't well, until you... Well, I'm giving it to you here, bud. Yeah. I'm, I'm even giving you clean, healthy players. <laughs> you know, it isn't until you get to be our age when all those injuries come back to revisit you. And uh, and I'm, uh, I'm part of that generation. I get up every morning and I can feel each and every one of them. But, uh, hey, congratulations to Notre Dame, man. They had an outstanding season. And playing the Ohio State Buckeyes, that is going to be... A fantastic game. Sorry it's not going to be for the national championship, but it's still going to be a good game, Phil. Well, you know, Phil, all you have to do is ask your son. He's a rugby player, and we all know that as long as you, you get hurt on, on Sunday at the game and you're okay to play the next Sunday, you know, you, you heal in a week. And then when oh, you don't God. heal in a week, you stop playing. <laughs> oh, Dad, you're so right. And those rugby guys, I was up there watching a game here recently, and God, that is such a great sport. I mean, those guys are pounding each other without any kind of pads, and it's just a really, really great sport. There was a, a funny shirt, and, and I, I hope my soccer friends won't take offense to this, but a guy walked by me, and uh, his shirt said, if rugby were easy, it'd be called soccer. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey, guys, why don't we get on to the fish report? Because okay. Notre Dame pays a, a lot of other people a heck of a lot more money to talk about Notre Dame football than they pay us. So, Phil, what do you know that's happening uh, out there on the ocean uh, this past week? You're right. All those Catholic priests on Sunday just brainwashed me all these years, so I can't help but be a Notre Dame fan. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, let's start with something that I normally don't talk about, and that's lake fishing. I want to start with Santa Ana River Lakes. They've planted some huge trout in there. They've been catching some huge trout, but what they're doing on December 12th is admirable. My friend Craig Elliott, who runs the place, is putting together this great raffle. You show up with a $10 toy or five canned goods, and they'll give you a raffle ticket. And it's all going to go to the Eli home in Anaheim, a home that is dedicated to breaking the cycle of child abuse violence. So it's a great cause. And the thing I like about it is he's got it set up. So if you bring 10 $10 toys, you get 10 raffle tickets or 50 canned goods, you get 50, or you get a ticket for every one of those five canned goods. So it's a great event, and you can get out there, catch some giant trout during the day, and then help to participate in this great fundraiser. That's December 12th, Santa Ana River Lakes in Anaheim. Hey, let's hey, go wait, a minute, wait a minute. Before you leave that, there was also, I noticed a young man that we're going to be talking about records tonight, but there was a young man that caught one heck of a fish out of Santa, uh, Santa Ana Rivers Lakes this last week. Did you, did you get the uh, info on that, uh, Phil? No, John, but I'm hoping you'll fill me in and bail me out. I wish I knew the last <laughs> name of the, of, the guy, of the kid, but there was a 20-pound rainbow trout that Woo! came out last week out of the Santa Ana River Lakes, caught on a power bait and uh, obviously a fairly large fish. So they plant, it ain't those uh, DFD, DFG trout that are going in there. There's big fish. Oh, there are giant fish. And I've often asked them, well, do you, do, you, do you go down or do you fish a little heavier line? And they 
say no. You stay with the two to four pound test. That's what gets the bites. And then you just learn to have your drag right, follow your fish, and everything else. So you're right, man. They have some giant fish. So giant fish, Shanana River Lakes, December 12th. Do something good in the community. And as far as I'm concerned, that is a win, win, win. San right. Diego, and Tuna, are we starting to see an end to the bite? Not on a condor today. They were on an overnight trip and had easy limits of yellowfin tuna early in the day. It was excellent fishing, and they headed home early. But three-quarter day boats did have a tougher time, and even a day-and-a-half trip on the outer limits. They had only 13 yellowfin tuna. The San Diego today, and Ryan Bosti and the skipper, the San Diego three-quarter day boat is as good as it gets. He's such a fine skipper, but a down day. They had three yellowfin, a yellowtail, and they had a bluefin tuna. Kind of unusual there. So really? hopefully it's Hopefully it's a down day and it'll come roaring back. We're going to have some high surf tomorrow, and water temps are still decent. I looked at a satellite view of it, and there's still a lot of 66, 67-degree water, marginal for yellowfin tuna, but they seem to be hanging out and, and doing just fine. Local boats in San Diego today, rockfish in the morning, one yellowtail in the afternoon there out of Seaforth. So we'll just have to see how that plays out. But for the first time, we're starting to see this bite dip down a little bit. Dana Point area, a few yellows down there. For the local boats, good rockfish, a few bass down there in that neck of the woods. Boats that are fishing Catalina Island, three that I talked to today. The Pursuit, the uh, out of 22nd Street Landing, the Sport King out of L.A. Waterfront, and the Indian out of Redondo, all with excellent rock fishing. But they go out there off the west end and even in the channel, and they're able to find schools of uh, skipjack and been doing and having a lot of fun with that. Some days getting as many as 10 skipjack per angler. So you Ooh. get to get those fine-eating rockfish and then go out there and play around with the skipjack. A fly line chovy or maybe a little sliding egg sinker seems to be best. And a little bit lighter line. 20 pounds should do it. 15, you can get a bite on that even better. And that's been really a great way to go. Toronado, great fishing today out of Pier Point at San Nicholas Island. That bite still going very, very well. And remember, the end of December is the end of rockfish. So you should really, really take advantage of this. Santa Monica Bay, a couple of yellowtail, a couple of... White sea bass are out of Marina del Rey and excellent rock fishing. And up in the Channel Islands, well, it just doesn't get any better. I mean, there has been days with limits of lings, big lings, nice big lings on the Aloha Spirit with my friend Sean Stewart running the boat in the Pacific Islander. Great fishing on that rig as well as all the rigs up there at Channel Island Sport Fishing. That bite has been stupendous. It has been so good, John, and just showing no signs of slowing down. So, there's still some excellent opportunities, and, you know, the fact that we're even talking about yellowfin tuna here in December is remarkable. In the surf, there's been some halibut so wide open. I even caught two halibut shorts the other day, and this morning I went out, and I was just going to go out for a half hour and just catch a perch or a corvina or, you know, just watch the sunrise, and I ended up hooked up to a really big shovel-nosed guitar fish and ended up catching one that went easily over 25, but, man, that is quite a workout, fooling around with those things. You go out there, and you're going to have a leisure uh, uh, little stroll down the beach, and you end up you know, running up and down the beach and chasing this thing and getting it in the surf and trying to grab it by the tail. And finally, I was able to subdue it, get the lucky craft out of its mouth, and get it back into the water unharmed. Really fun. I mean, when you think about it, where else can you go in this beautiful world of our Southern California and get into a half-hour battle with a giant, beautiful fish like that that was a lot of fun and i just wish it was a little flatter and a little different i wish it was a halibut but next time i'll be out there in the morning again 
Well, you know, that's all, all well and good. You pay, you get your, your money's worth when you do that because you just take it on the arches and go up and down the beach, and that's what you went for in the first place. Exactly. And, and guess what, Stan? I didn't step on a stingray today, so I'm feeling really good. Notre Dame. And, you know, that, that's, a, that's a positive day. <laughs> I got another question, though. When, how far out of these tuna that they're catching? Uh, where did they go, and, and where have they been, and where have they gone to, and what do you see right now? Most of it is in Mexican waters now, so they're crossing into Mexican waters, and it's anywhere from some of the private guys have had fish as close as 12, 14 miles. There's still some fish out there on the nine, but most of it is like 27, 35 miles, like that kind of zone, down there past the 302, down there around that 390, and that zone, that's where it's been biting best of all, Stan. Wow. Hey, uh, Phil, I'm sorry, man, we ate into some of your report uh, with the uh, Notre Dame update. Sorry about that, but that was pretty good stuff, too. Uh, but if people want to find out more what's happening with uh, uh, PFO Radio, uh, hear your blogs, uh, and, you know, get the latest, listen to the Spanish-speaking broadcast, how's the best way to do it? Listen, Father Ignatius would be very, very happy you devoted so much time to Notre Dame football. <laughs> hey, you can do that by going to... PFO on Facebook or www.pfomedia.com. We have a Spanish show on every Friday night at 9 p.m., Sunday mornings at 6 a.m. on AM 690. And we also have a Spanish website, aventurasaladerelibre.com, or you can go to Facebook, aventurasaladerelibre. Just launching a brand-new website. We've redesigned it, put a lot of work into it. It's a work in progress, but... I love everybody to check it out. And if you have a comment, let me know, www.pfomedia.com. You know, and my condolences to Bob Emerson over there. Uh, I know the Trojans were playing for the Pac-12 championship. Fell a little bit short, but they still played, and I think they're also going to a bowl game, too. Yeah, he's whining. He's been whining all day long. I don't even know if I'm going to have to listen to that. Uh, he's got the SC fight song as his phone ringer, so he's... He, he may put that on hold for a little while. Oh, right. Phil Friedman. Hey, we'll be talking to you during the week. Phil, thanks a lot for being with us. Great report, and you have a great Sunday night, if you will, please. John, Stan, Wendy, and everybody, have a wonderful Sunday. Thanks, John. Always good to be on with you, my friend. All right. And that was Phil Friedman with What the Heck is Phil Thinking? Hey, coming up next, Captain James Nelson. For the California Inshore Report, and it will be fun to hear what Captain James has to talk about, especially in the light that we still have Dwayne Pontenau with us. From the San Diego Anglers, we've been talking about San Diego Bay Bass Tournament. Maybe we can uh, get a couple of hints on what we might have to do to catch a big fish in that tournament. But stay tuned. Still more Rod and Reel Radio to come. Stan, Wendy, and I will be back after these messages. Angler's Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics. McCoy Line, Spro Products, Gamakatsu Hooks, G. Loomis Fishing Rods, Shimano Products, Ovid Reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Angler's Arsenal Tackle Store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. 
Iser Line makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top angler-tested Iser Line tools and accessories. Iser Line premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their products. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gumkatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gumkatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gumkatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gumkatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. My Angler H2Oath. I will scent my lure with pride. And hope my boss doesn't notice the tan. I will outmaneuver drought-exposed sunken boats and outlast the hard-fighting largemouth bass. I will save water at home for better fishing out here and always, always wear my life jacket. What's your H2O? Tell us at BoatCalifornia.com. The California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways reminds you to wear it, California. This portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the Rockley's at your local fishing tackle dealer. And San Diego, we do want to welcome you back to Ron Real Radio. Wendy Toshahar is with us tonight. So Stan Vandenberg, special guest in studio is Wayne Pontenau from the San Diego Anglers. And, you know, you just heard that commercial for the Rockleys Bear Trauma Release System. We're talking a lot more about bottom fishing right now. This is an absolute necessity that you have in the boat. They're not that expensive. They're easy to use. And instead of seeing a, a bunch of bottom fish floating away that you don't want to keep, you can just hook them up to the unit, send them back down to where they came from, and keep on fishing. Uh, find the rock lease in your local tackle stores throughout Southern California. Hey, it's time for the California Inshore Report with the fish icon himself, Captain James Nelson. Captain James, welcome to the show. How's this past week of fishing gone for you? Oh, thanks for having me again, guys. And it's been great. It's been a wonderful week. It's been a uh, uh, Really pleasurable. I actually I had my, my brother in town for the holiday, so I actually got to get out and do a little bit of fishing myself, which is really, really neat because I, I get to see all, all the things that I need to learn again about as far as how, how to catch fish and hook them and land them and all that stuff that, you know, you take for granted when you're not out there doing it every day. You know, we, uh, uh, you know, we found this past week the conditions started getting, a, you know, a little roly-poly out there. As a matter of fact, there's high surf advisories even for the beginning of this week. Uh, uh, where you're fishing just outside of the bay of the local inshore, does, does that affect the fishing a lot for you uh, when it comes to the fish itself, or is it just more the comfort level of the passengers? Well, it's, it's a little bit of both. You know, uh, I was just recently asked if I've been getting out and getting on the, a tuna bite, the local tuna bite, but that local tuna bite is not all that local, especially for guys like me with a skiff. And so, you know, those kind of conditions really, really narrow down our travel and uh, as far as where we want to go and how we want to approach it. 
But there's so many fish lo- really locally, and I'm talking about, you know, two, three miles out, that you don't have to go, you know, chasing the white whale like Captain Ahab does. You know, just <laughs> stick with the blue whales. There's plenty of them local, or I should say red. The vermilion have been biting like crazy, John. Hey, you know, I've noticed that, Jim, and what's that all about? Because it seemed like when you would catch a vermilion, it would be somewhat of an oddity, and, and you're, it was really prized because they're they're great eating. And now this seems to be, from what I've seen from the pictures and the reports on the sports, sports, sports boats, there's a lot more vermilion uh, happening out there. Is it just a cyclical thing or what? It is, Johnny. No, and judging by how you said sports boats there, I, I, I'm assuming Dwayne must have brought you something in a mason jar. But anyway, <laughs> I look out for his homebrew stuff. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, they're schooling fish to begin with. They are structure-oriented fish, and we've been having some really, really good currents lately. You put all that together with the fact that uh, these fish have been kind of ignored with the water temps and the pelagic fish bite being the way it's been, that uh, these fish are just, they're ready. They want to play. This is our last month for a while to play with them, too, because, you know, January 1st starts the closure. Yeah, and that's when they really start biting. I've, uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's when we catch them off Shelter Island Pier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's several ways to catch some of these bottom fish. What are some of the ways you're employing? To catch them, in, and what are you looking for with regards to a type of bottom to find them on, Jim? Well, when it, when it comes to meat, if you want to throw, you know, squid, you can never go wrong with squid, either heads or strips. Um, any of the live bait options, you know, whether it be anchovies or sardines, uh, are also good. Uh, mackerel strips, good. But if you want to go artificials right now, uh, swim baits are decent and spoons are always good, but right now you cannot beat. Uh, a jig, like I throw that little phoenix out of the football or the uh, vengeance head with that red craw uh, that I get from Angler's Arsenal, that that little Western Plastics red craw or even a red scampi. Right now they're so into that red crab bite, you can't beat it. And uh, like I said, all the other stuff works too, but if you could get a, a red crab-looking critter down there to them right now, they are chewing like you wouldn't believe now, let's say if you're fishing inside San Diego Bay and you're fishing inside the limits where the uh, San Diego Bay Bass Tournament's going to be in between buoy 9 and 10 inside the bay, does that little red craw, does that, that thing work as well, or is that something that's working a little bit more offshore? You know, it does, John. I'm, I'm using a little lighter. I'm going half ounce, three-quarter ounce on that. But I find just about any color jig. When I want to use a jig in the bay, um, watermelon's good as well as the red. Uh, you know, I don't really think it's so much a color issue. Once you pick, find a color they like better that day, they'll stick with it. But, you know, on the day-to-day, just about any color, root beer is always, always good. And I'm, I'm still a twin tail, you know. I'm still a grub. I still throw jigs. I, I, I fish those probably more than a lot of people do, uh, a lot of guys have gone to swim baits and of course for good reasons but i'm i'm old school grub guy well uh they've i uh, think you, that's they've... the most fun way to fish them myself i just enjoy that kind of fishing that's what uh, won the bay bass tournament last year was a grub a single tail grub that was the winning combo last year well yeah, it I was. Think that's, yes. you might pick away at them but that i think you, you get sometimes better fish well, swim baits have always been uh, popular, and then the big fish eat them. But I love fishing that the jig. It's just 
part of me. I grew up fishing the, the break wall in Long Beach, San Pedro area with him, and that just is one of my favorite ways to catch the fish. Well, you oh, know, oh, uh, ever since Joe and uh, Lori Graves from uh, Scrounger had uh, developed the first twin tails, you know, back in the uh, the early 1970s, I mean, it's yep. been the it, it something like that or pretty near that has been the bait du jour for using uh, not only in the bay, but what's also nice about it is the convenience of using it. You don't have to worry about the bait barge. You don't have to worry about keeping bait alive. You don't have to worry about doing anything. And when it comes to fishing with kids. What better thing to do than to put on a plastic lure, throw it out, drag it along the bottom, get bit, and bring in something really nice? Absolutely, John. And you know, it's it's just so it's so easy. It's versatile. You could fish it vertically. You could cast it out, uh, just hop it along the bottom. You could reel it like you would a swim bait. You know, I mean, if you got a, a school of mackerel or some bonita busting next to you, you could throw out, just chuck it, and start cranking it away. Uh, so it is pretty versatile, you know. I, I'd have to say that that next to the spoon is is my favorite. Actually, it's probably more my favorite above the spoon because a I don't break as many off, and when I do, they don't cost me eight bucks to replace them. So, <laughs> <laughs> when, when you know, back in October and early November, we were seeing you know, good quantities of bait in the bay and a lot of foamers and and diving birds. Uh, are you still seeing that in the bay? Is that activity there or with the water cooling down? Uh, is there less of that, Jim? You know, it, we haven't been seeing a lot of it, which has been really weird. And, you know, it's the strange thing I've had happen to me two trips this week, John, is that we had the halibut numbers bite better than the bay bass numbers. And that's been really? saying a lot. And, yeah, they're not necessarily big ones. There's a mix of mix of sizes, but... It's it's really weird, and then you know Facebook likes to pop up picture memories, and for this past week it keeps popping up over the last four years memories of some of my guests with fish, and I keep seeing more halibut pictures coming up. So I'm thinking it must be a trend, more of a trend than I, I guess I realize. I need to go back through my, I document all my trips. I should go back through and take a look. Cause it must be a, more of a thing than I, than. Uh, coincidence. Jim, it seems to be more of what's happening right now, because I notice here in the shop, we're getting the fishermen coming in for heavy uh, round ball weights or heavier torpedo sinkers, so they can fish a bounce ball type of method, whether they are split shot rigging, or uh, whether or not they're dropper loop, or whether they're just fishing off a leader, and there seems to be a little bit better halibut bite in there, and, and Dwayne, I think this is going to be a, a good year for the San Diego Anglers Tournament for halibut. I hope so. I hope, the, I hope they get another one to bottom the scale out, like they did a couple years ago. <laughs> uh, for sure. Uh, but, you know, it seems like uh, you're going to have a good halibut season out there, Jim. You know, I can't complain. It's a fun fish to catch. Um, a lot of my guests, you know, they're they're travelers, so they don't always necessarily are are looking for them because they're not necessarily looking for something that they're going to take home as, as fillets. But it is always nicer picture when you see somebody holding up a, a fish between twenty and thirty inches versus say a twelve inch bay bass. You know. <laughs> you know, Jim. Now that we're getting into the uh, shorter days of the year, sunshine wise. Uh, uh, what's the typical type of trip that uh, people are booking? Are they still booking half days? Uh, can you do two half days, full days? What what kind of trips are really popular right now? Well, I'm not doing two half days. I'm doing it's all uh, it's either half day in the morning or it's full days. And I've been booking a lot of full days. That seems to be a popular trip. 
And I, I think, again, uh, more reason because I have a lot more travelers. And uh, when we they come into town, you know, I, it's step on. You don't have to bring a thing. Then midway through the day, we stop and we have lunch. We dock up, and they get to, a chance to taste one of our, our fine restaurants around that have a dock on them. I'm taking places, you know, like Mitch's Seafood. We're going to uh, Jimmy's Tavern. So there's just really nice places, even... You know, even on the Coronado side, we got the Village Pizzeria. I'm not just trying to drop names, sorry, but <laughs> but they're just they're, what I'm saying is, is we're not eating a you know, say a burger joint. We're eating really good food, and we're and that just becomes part of the trip, part of the memories. I see folks taking pictures inside of the restaurants. You know, when I take families and they got their kids, and they're they're just happy that they're having a day. It's not just let's go fishing for a few hours, then go home. It's, it's a matter of actually making a full event out of it, and it's a really neat trip. You know, what I enjoy fishing with you is that we meet you at first light at the launch ramp, uh, getting in the boat. If we want to stop off uh, the bait barge, we can pick up some bait. Usually we, we're traveling a little bit because we like to, you know, fish a little outside of uh, Zanuga Jetty, but we can still go out there, catch great fish, have a great time, and still be back in back in the Shelter Island launch ramp area by 12.30, 1 o'clock. We've had a great day of fishing. And unfortunately, I get to go back to work. So, uh, you know, it's the best of both worlds. Yeah, we'll need to get you on that full-day trip, get you over to Mitch's and relax for a little bit. I know I know you like their seafood platter. There. <laughs> well, you know, the deal about going out on that full day, nothing, nothing better than getting... You know, uh, a great morning's worth of fishing. Come on in, have a pizza or or have a, a great seafood uh, dish like you'd get over at uh, Mitch's, and then get back out of, on the boat again. And uh, even if the winds come up where you can't go outside, you still have a tremendous resource in San Diego Bay where you can go fish San Diego Bay, and you can catch fish. And a lot of times you can catch them with the same lures that we're using outside. Oh, absolutely. And that is the fun. One of my... My funnest package is the, I call it the combo, because we do mix it up a little bit. That way for folks like me who throw a chartreuse white spinnerbait, because I can't decide which one, uh, you know, <laughs> if you can't decide whether you want to go in the salt water or stay in the bay, you get to do a little bit of both. You fish a little kelp and then fish the bay. Unfortunately, Jim, the bad part about that is you don't know which one the fish like, too, when you get bit. <laughs> hey, Jim, if we want to sign up and uh, go out with the fish icon, uh, uh, find out what trips are available, half day, full day, uh, uh, maybe uh, do something specific, even though, uh, let's say, bonefish aren't biting right now. I know you'll uh, take guys out to do that. How's the best way to get a hold of you and book a trip? Well, you can always reach me online at thefishicon.com or check out uh, just by the old-fashioned method. Give me a call, 619 619- Three nine five zero seven nine nine. You know, and with uh, the schools coming up to winter break here real soon, a great activity for the day is to take the kids out fishing. No one better to do it with than Captain James Nelson, uh, because all you have to do is show up. Captain James has all the lures, all the gear, snacks for you, and everything like that, and to, can take you and the kids out for a great day of fishing, San Diego Bay. You know, you know, even if you're worried about getting seasick doesn't normally happen in san diego bay there's a lot of places to fish that are really close to where you launch so going out over the winter break is uh with captain james is one of the great activities to do and it doesn't cost you a lot of money so captain james uh thank you for being with us and we look forward to speaking to you next week 
Always a pleasure, John. And let's not forget, too, we also have gift certificates available. So. Oh, that's kind let's of neat. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, guys, and we'll talk to you next week. All right. Captain James Nelson, the fish icon. Hey, Stan, Wendy, and I, we're going to take a little break right now, but coming up in the next hour, we got pro angler Paul Bailey's going to be with us. He has a record-setting catch that happened this last week. We're going to catch up with him, find out what that's all about, and then later on in the hour, Captain Ray Summers, owner-operator of Vendetta Sports Fishing, he's going to be with us, too, to update us on what's happening with that tuna bite. So still a lot more show to come. Stay tuned. We'll be back right after these messages. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect, finally a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. My Angler H2O. I will never use that fakey fluorescent pink bait or drag my hula popper through the mud. I will outmaneuver drought-exposed stumps, rocks, and submerged station wagons and outsmart the ravenous river otter. I will save water by taking shorter showers for higher lakes, and I will always, always wear my life jacket. What's your H2O? Tell us at BoatCalifornia.com. The California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways reminds you to wear it, California. Quantum Fishing's got something for everybody. From the smallest angler to the oldest veteran, we can get you out there fishing with the greatest reels on the market today. From the all-new for 2016 Icon PT, to the Tour Mag, to the brand new redesigned Smoke Reel, we've got something for everyone in your family. Have some fun. Take a kid fishing. They're the future of our sport. Quantum, we are performance-tuned. You can get your quantum products at anglersarsenal.com or anglersarsenal in the Mesa at 619-466-8355. Hi, this is BSS record holder Dean Rojas. El Cajon Ford helped me when I got started in my career and let them help you with a new F-Series Ford truck. And remember, nobody beats El Cajon Ford. 
And Southern California, we do want to welcome you back to Rod Real Radio. Stan Vandenberg's with us tonight. It's so's Wendy Torshahar. I'm your host, Hop Along John Cassidy. It isn't that often when we get the opportunity to talk about records, not only state records, but world records when it comes to freshwater fishing here in San Diego because or Southern California or California in general, because you think you've seen it all. But you know what? You haven't. And we've got a guy with us that has had an exceptional catch over this past week. We're going to bring him aboard right now. We've had him on before. He's pro angler and professional guide, Mr. Paul Bailey. Paul, how you doing tonight, sir? I'm good, John. Stan, how you guys doing? Excellent, amigo. Excellent. That was pretty fun last week. Uh, I have to tell kind of how this operated because we, we made the announcement that uh, – that we had a possible world record sitting on the table, uh, that uh, I got a call on Saturday from Shay McEntee, who is a great friend, uh, stoked on fishing, and, and Matt Newman uh, called, and they were on their way up to Clear Lake to meet with Paul. And uh, we were talking about the fishing that they were going to be doing. They said they were going to go to Blizzard plus Clear Lake, and I told the man, good luck and have a great time and tell Paul I said hi. Then that was on Saturday, and then Sunday I got a phone call. But where were you guys, Paul, and what was happening? Where where were you going? Uh, you know, we we had a plan before they came up there. We were going to try to hit a couple different lakes before we decided to go filming for the new Stoked on Fishing TV show. So we had a plan on going up to Bullard's Bar. We had a plan on doing a day or two at Clear Lake and then a, possibly a day or two at Barry SF if it fit in. So that was our plan, and, and, and going into it, that was what we were going to do, but we had no idea what was going to unfold. <laughs> no way. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, uh, tell us how you got uh, hooked up with Matt and, and Shay to, to get this done, and, and tell us a little bit you know, before this about yourself, Paul, uh, where you come from and, and your fishing experience that you get someone like uh, uh, Shay, Matt, he give you a call and says, come on, I want you to come on Stoked on Fishing with us. Well, you know, me and my brother, we've been bass fishing for years, and uh, I grew up down in Southern California. Uh, I started bass fishing on Lake Casitas with my brother Sean, and yep. he pretty much took he pretty much took me under his wing and uh, and kind of showed me the ropes on on bass fishing. And man, for some reason, I just fell in love with it, just like he did. And uh, through that whole process of of throwing big baits, and you know that that's what I started doing when when I got into fishing. The big baits were just coming in and. Matt and Sean and everybody were super into it. They got me into it and kind of just fell in love with it, and, and we kind of ran with it. Wow. Well, yeah. Three amigos, i got to tell you, too, Sean and, and Paul, uh, well, the first on the brother team were really good. Uh, my, I, I fished with my brother for a long, long time, but Sean and Paul were really good fishermen and tough team. Matty, Matt Newman, you know, he got I, he's I-Rod. And and Maddie was one of the guys that got involved uh, with the, the swim bait fishing. Also, these guys made a, a video called the Big Bait Posse, uh, which was excellent. If you've never seen it, maybe it's still around, but that was fun to watch. But all of these young, they were the young guns, man. They came up and they were tough, and they got on that swim bait bite, and they were good at catching big fish. Uh, so it's been fun to watch both Sean and Paul and Matt grow into the sport, and really they've come into their own. All of them now have made a, main, a name for themselves in the industry, which I'm really proud of you guys, by the way. Thank you, Stan. Yeah, and, you know, and through all the swim bait fishing, we ended up doing the, uh, the Big Bait Posse DVD, and, 
And from there, we kind of went our separate directions. You know, Sean went out to Havasu, and Maddie started IROD, and I came up to Clear Lake to fish tournaments and, and to eventually become a guide. Well, hey, Paul, tell us a little bit about now uh, what the chain of events were that uh, brought you to this point in time that we're going to be talking about uh, uh, the possibility of you not only catching a state record, but a world record fish. Man, you know, we... Uh, we decided to make the first day of our trip, uh, once they got here, we were going to go straight to straight up to Bullard's Bar and just go go pound it and see what happens. You know, that place is full of gigantic spotted bass. And uh, we knew that, you know, we had good timing. There was a low-pressure system coming in the following day, so, you know, the pressure was changing. Everything was right for those big spotted bass to eat. And we decided to take our first trip up there, and uh, and I guess it was the right decision, you know. On the drive up, we were talking to... <laughs> <laughs> we were uh, we were talking about you know the possibility of man we know there's a world record swimming around in there and and Maddie was talking about he wanted just to catch his personal best he'd be perfectly happy with that and and myself as well you know you get a spotted bass over six pounds and and that and that really is special so we kind of went up there with an open mind you know we hadn't been there we hadn't heard any reports on the lake you know we kind of just went and did our own thing and and that's how it kind of came about. Well, wow, isn't that kind of a, a, a crapshoot? Here you are. You got a guy that's got a, a high-powered television show, uh, wants to go out and uh, film you for a couple of days, and you're going to go, hey, let's go and do something we've never done before at a place that, uh, you know, we've never done it before. And uh, uh, you put all your eggs in one basket there. That's, uh, that's a bold move. It, it really was, and even Shay said that. He said, this is risky business going all the way up here and, you know, not knowing what's going to happen. But for some reason, when Shay and the Stoked on Fishing crew get together with me and Matt, we end up having these magical days, and we just don't understand it. I'll vote for that, buddy. I mean, we've had magical days with Shay. He would have to admit that, too. But but uh, when he, I heard he was on his way up with Maddie, I'm going, well, good, because I think your timing is going to be perf. And 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 he talked about Berryessa a little bit. Well, I know Berryessa can be really on for the swim baits and and crankbait lake and you know Clear Lake's always on. When he said he was going to the bar, I went, oh man, that would be fun. I've never been there. I've always wanted to fish it. So uh, when when I got the call, I was I was just I laughed a little bit. I was going, wow, that's cool. <laughs> well, everybody was was uh, was still. A, Kind of, you were still in the pond, or just got off the pond. The fish was fresh, and you're trying to figure out what to do with it. But that was just exceptional. But why don't you tell us a little bit about how you were, how you went about, you know, finding the fish? Where'd you fish, and you know, were you fishing points or structure? What were you throwing? Yeah, we when we first launched the boat, you know, we kind of just went with an open mind. I said, Maddie, where you caught a couple good ones, and let's go start where you're comfortable, you know, and uh, and let's work from there. And so we basically just started jumping points. You know, there's a bunch of points in the lake. Uh, there's not too many flat areas. It's really steep bank, and, and there's two river channels that feed it. So we basically wanted to start at the mid-lake and kind of work our way up the, up the river arms and, and see what was happening. And about three hours into it, we really weren't putting a good, solid, you know, we, we couldn't piece the puzzle together very well. And uh, we're making good decisions. We had a couple decent fish, but nothing what we were up there to film. And uh, about halfway through our day at 1 o'clock, we decided to make a major move and just run up into one of the rivers. And, uh, and start fishing shallow uh, for the whole first half of the day, we were probably fishing 30 to 60 feet. That's usually where those big spotted bass are caught this time of year. And so that's where we focused a lot of our day, and it just wasn't happening. So we ended up making a switch. We ran up into the river, and uh, lo and behold, it was the first, the first stop we made 
was on a point that Maddie had fished before, and he says, I've caught some good ones on it. And uh, we started fishing it, fishing it, fishing it, and nothing happened, and he was really discouraged. And I said, hey, Matt, I've gotten some good ones back in this cut right here. Let's go back into this cut and just see what happens. And, and we did, and once we got to the very back, Maddie threw his uh, his safety head up there on the bank, and the second that thing hit water, he got about three pulls on it, and lo and behold, he caught that first eight-pound of spotted bass. And, and that's where the story really starts. Wow. Now, now here you were thinking it's going to be deep, 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 and then you go up into this cut, and uh, you start off, uh, sounds like pretty shallow. Uh, how deep do you think these fish really were, uh, Paul? Well, the bank is really, really steep, so our intention was to throw that shaky head right onto the bank because we were fishing really deep, and we knew you didn't have to get very many pulls on it before it would end up into that 30-foot zone. So we were guesstimating we were maybe getting three or four pulls off that bank, and it was down in 20 foot. So we, we assumed that they came from 20 foot. It was really hard to tell the way that the land laid right there in that spot, but we assumed that they were coming out of 20 foot, and it was only a few pulls into the cast usually. Okay. Yeah, now, when, you, um, uh, when you're pulling off a bank like that, a lot of times you lose contact with the shoreline, and that thing is in free fall, and a fish can come along and suck it up. And especially a fish that is size of fish, yeah, you don't necessarily feel the classical bump that uh, you uh, would normally feel. Was, was it more like a, a pressure bite at that point, or was it a... Uh, a, a full-blown, you know, crash. That's funny you say that because we weren't feeling anything every time we'd pull it. And so after about my third or fourth pull on the cast, I go ahead and I, and I felt something that was just like, dit, 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 dit. it didn't feel right. It wasn't a tug. It wasn't pulling line. It just kind of felt funny, and I just wound down and let her have it, and she took off like a bat out of heck, man. <laughs> 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 it's that it's that when you it's that unknown you know there's something there and you didn't feel much and you just wind down and swing and a lot of times that's like well it just didn't feel right and swing and you know it's there but what a surprise that would have been when it took off it was and you know Maddie had just caught his and so he was super excited back there and Shay was already you know ready and loaded with the camera and I just had time to scream Shay that's all I had time to scream <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty neat man and she took off and she came straight up jumped out of the water went back down into about 20 foot and just started peeling that line off that reel straight okay, out okay now how much coat. of your heart how much was your heart in your throat when you saw her come out of the water? That had to be something. <laughs> my heart was really in my throat. When I swung on her, I kept winding down, winding down, winding down. I thought that there was a rope in between where I had hooked her and the way out to the middle of the cove because Maddie hooked his fish and said, hey, man, she's stuck on something. She's stuck on something, and he got her out of it. And so my main focus was to get her up quick, and when she came up and jumped, I didn't even have the time the time to say anything. Maddie just started screaming. <laughs> what pound line were you fishing? I was fishing a ten pound braided line with a twelve pound Demiki fluorocarbon leader on there. Perfect. Well, well at least you, know, you had her on the right stuff. But even at that, you're going. You know, Whoa. I do. What what make you what made you go to uh, shake your heads in this type of bait? Was it because you thought they were in deep water? Because you know, knowing you and your brother and a lot of the other guys are out there. You go out fishing like this, and you're throwing swim baits. Why didn't that happen? 
You know, I have made probably seven or eight trips up to the lake in the last couple of years, uh, just trying it with different friends, you know, hearing all the good stories about the place and, and just really haven't had any luck doing it the way I like to fish with the big baits and whatnot. And so when Maddie got to the house, we decided, hey, you know what, let's go about this a totally different way. Let's put the spinning rods in our hand and just slow way the heck down and see if we can make this happen. And that was our mindset going in. So when I loaded the boat up, I put two spinning rods and a little spoon rod in there. And that's all I took, and that really made me focus on just slowing down and just throwing a little stuff. All right. Hey, uh, uh, Jr. and guys, let's take an early break right now, if we won't. Jr. I hope you're listening, because when we come back, we are going to have a special surprise for uh, 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 Paul, and uh, we want to give ourselves enough time to do it. So, Jr. if you can take us into the next break a little bit early. You're listening to Rod Real Radio on AM540, and... Paul, I hope you can stay around for another segment. Good. All right. Good. Hey, this is Rod and Real Radio on AM540 at rodandrealradio.com. Stay tuned. More to come with Paul Bailey after these messages. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specially heat treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Hey, everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fish at Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. Captain Chris Randall from Chief Sports Fishing. And Captain Chris, tell us about what's happening on the Chief now that the tuna season is upon us. It's here and it's time to go on the Chief. For those of you who are not familiar with the vessel, she's an 85 by 24 deluxe sport fisher that offers a wide variety of open party trips ranging from one to five days in length. We're also available for private group charters. The Chief's onboard anemones include a fully remodeled galley with comfortable seating for 25, twin flat screen TVs with hundreds of 
movies, two roomy indoor heads with fresh hot water showers, stateroom and open berthing areas, an impressively large deck area, 200 scoop bait capacity, we have twin six ton spray brine fish holds to keep your catch fresh, and our professional courteous crew will go the extra mile to make your trip a memorable one. To view our schedule, log on to H&M Landing at www.hmlanding.com or feel free to give them a call at 619-222-1144. You can also follow us on Facebook and at our webpage at chiefsportfishing.com. Hi, my name is Dennis Green, and I always love to talk about fishing. When I want the real information, I go to Rod and Real Radio. Those guys are who I thought they were. And we do want to welcome you back to Rod and Real Radio. Wendy Toshahara is with us tonight. So is Stan Bandenberg. Wayne Potnow is also here from the San Diego Anglers. We've been talking with pro bass angler and professional guide Paul Bailey on his world record catch, we hope, you know. but And we've been talking about how the Bailey brothers have had just a fantastic weekend. You know, you had Paul that had a world record catch, and then you had his brother Sean down at Lake Havasu that had possibly the largest stringer ever caught in a bass tournament on Lake Havasu. And right now I want to welcome to the show Sean Bailey to congratulate his brother and let him congratulate each other back and forth. Sean, are you there? I'm here. How you doing, guys? Hey, we are doing great. Paul, are you there, too? I'm definitely here. Hey, guys, have at it. <laughs> well, I just wanted to call in and say hi to Stan, and I wanted to congratulate Paul on the radio here. And uh, he already knows you know, that I'm proud of him and uh, you know, what an angler he's become. And uh, you know, I just wanted to congratulate him on his world record. Not too many people hold one of those. <laughs> no kidding. Thank you, bro. Hey, it, you know, Sean, I, you know, I know uh, we're talking with Paul, but you had a pretty outstanding feat in the National Bass West Tournament of Lake Havasu. Just tell us briefly about what you did in setting your record. Uh, we just had a regular season National Bass uh, Colorado River region event, and uh, my partner Mike Williams went out just uh what we normally do and just you know through reaction baits alabama rigs stuff like that and uh you know we had an average size limit you know 17 pounds or so and uh the wind came up and uh, i've been kind of waiting for that wind to come up so i could throw that alabama rig on a couple spots i had and uh we, we let the wind come up for about 10 minutes and went over there and uh caught one about five and a half and uh the wind kind of blew us by the spot so i started the big motor turned back around Made a little, another little pass on it, and on uh, on two casts in a row, I caught one almost eight and one just a little bit over nine back to back casts. So we ended up setting, ended up setting the uh, lake record for the uh, largest limit ever weighed in on Lake Havasu with thirty point oh one pounds. Wow! Look at you and your all bad stuff, brother. That's cool. <laughs> hey. Yeah, actually, uh, the funny thing was, is my brother makes those Alabama rigs for me. And uh, a lot of uh, a lot of other people as well. And uh, it's been one of our little. Uh, he makes a little special one that uh, only a few people get a hold of. And I was throwing one of them special ones, and uh, that's what I caught on my my big fish on yesterday. Hey, Paul, I, I know you're busy, and we you, you know we had a tough time getting a hold of you. I'm happy you could call in. Uh, you know, uh, you know, congratulations on your limit. And uh, before we let you go here, because we'd like. Uh, uh, Paul, to uh, continue with the story, uh, Sean, what what last words do you have uh, for your brother uh, that uh, you can share with us? Oh, you know, I mean, anybody who wants to book a guide trip on Clear Lake, give him a call. Uh, he's a fan. <laughs> and, uh, you know, 
Way to go, Sean. All right, Sean. Great, great catch, too, buddy. Hey, Paul, in closing, you got anything you want to say to Sean? Yeah, Sean, I love you, man. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for teaching me everything I know. And uh, I learned it all from you, I promise. Hey, uh, Thanks, man. Uh, hey, one more thing. Sean, uh, you also guide over there on the Colorado River. People want to get a hold of you for, you know, what can be an outstanding trip. How's the best way to do it? Uh, they can get a hold of me on my phone number, which is located on my Facebook page. It's uh, Sean Bailey Guide Services. You can just look it up on Facebook. It's got all the info right there for you. All right. I think you ought to just have one advertisement, the all-bad Bailey Brothers <laughs> bass fishing. <laughs> hey, Paul, uh, you know, Sean, thanks a lot for giving us a call. We appreciate you you chiming in, and, and congratulations on your catch on, uh, on Lake Havasu this past week. Thanks, man. I had to do something to compete with Paul. He was stealing all the thunder. <laughs> you just had to get back on the water, amigo. Hey. Hey, guys, in, in the time we have left, let's get back to Paul. Paul, we've been talking about this cr- tremendous catch you had, but, you know, as as Ringo Starr says, you know, sometimes things just don't come easy, and, and there's a story behind you catching these fish afterwards, and, and, and tell us about it. Yeah, you know, so after we catch the fish, you know, we put it on the scale that we have in the boat, and she instantly goes 11-4, and she locks in on the scale. So Matt is, Matt is freaking out, saying, hey, listen, you know, this is the world record fish. We're holding it in our hands. What do we have to do right now to make this happen and do it correctly? And so what we did is we stuck the fish in the live well, and we drove to the middle of the lake where we can find reception for our cell phones. You're 70 miles from the nearest town at this lake, and the cell phone reception is absolutely terrible. So that was step one was to get to the middle of the lake and find reception. As we were driving to the middle of the lake, we noticed another boat fishing. We wanted to stop. We wanted to stop and have witnesses, ver- you know, see the catch and to and to ask them if they had a scale we could borrow to verify what ours read. Um, went up to them. They were very nice. There were three gentlemen in the boat, and I said, "Do you guys have a scale we can use?" They give us the scale. We put it on their scale, and it it locks in at eleven point five five eight. So I, you know, we get video of that, and uh, we document everything, and we go ahead and we uh, we. Whip out the cell phones. Uh, lo and behold, my cell phone's dead. Shay's cell phone's dead from searching for service all day, and Matt has 20% left on his cell phone. So this is where all the problems begin. <laughs> so what we did then was we, we instantly called Mike Gusty. We said, listen, we got to get a hold of somebody that knows what to do. We Actually, tried all you the called numbers. me, and I gave you Mike's phone number. <laughs> That's it. We called Stan, and, you know, and, and in the heat of the moment, Stan gave us the phone number, and we had already been trying to get a hold of somebody at the DFC office, but it's Sunday afternoon, it's 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and it's Thanksgiving weekend. Nobody's working. Nobody's easy to get a hold of. There's one DFC officer working the whole county that afternoon. So after learning all of that, we called Mike Goosey. Mike Goosey gave us some ideas of what we have to do. Um, but we, we needed to get a hold of an officer or a biologist to come verify the species. And that was our main objective. We wanted the species verified, not necessarily the scale certified, or we just needed him to verify that it was the correct species. And in doing that, he was 85 miles away, uh, had just left the lake, and wasn't going to be returning. It was just really bad timing. So now we had another option. He gave us the option to keep the fish, put it in the live well, and drive to him. It's 29 degrees out. 
We've got 80 miles to go down a windy road. It's going to take us two and a half hours. There's no way the fish is going to live through that. And we knew that in the back of our minds. Option three was to get a, was to get a hotel room 70 miles down into town and wait for the biologist to come in the morning and verify it. And we knew the fish wouldn't live through the night. It was just too cold out. So we really didn't have any option. I didn't want to kill the fish. We had a lot of documentation on it. And the fact that it wasn't, it wasn't the actual largemouth record. It was the spotted bass record, which is still a great, huge accomplishment. I wasn't, I wasn't going to risk killing the fish. I wanted to get that gene pool back into that lake so we can keep doing this and keep doing this. And, and I had a real gut feeling that someone's going to break it again soon anyways. It, it wasn't worth the fish's life. So we made a three-team, a three-guy decision to say, hey, I think what we got is good, and let's cross our fingers and let her swim, and, and that's what we did. Wow. So that, that's pretty much how it went down. You know, where do, though, people get a chance when they, they catch not only a personal best, not only a state best, but actually a world record that, you know, it's, you know maybe you got a cell phone available where you can snap a shot or two or something like that, but you actually were on camera that you could get, uh, uh, you know, every bit of it. As a matter of fact, if you go to Rod and Reel Radio on Facebook, the, uh, there's a teaser there uh, that uh, Shay uh, and uh, Paul have let us use that uh, you can see how how they caught this fish, but at, at least at least you had a you had it documented, and man, that's that's worth the price of admission. It is, you know, we had the from the whole cast to the catch documented on film. Uh, we had us weighing the fish on the three different scales, all on film. All the witnesses handing us the scales, and we have everything documented, pretty much as much as you can get. We've got, and so I have a good fighting chance at getting the uh, the state record. I don't think I'll be able to get ICSA due to the certain cer- certain circumstances of not having a biologist be able to verify the species. Um, but I'm excited either way. I, I can't believe it happened to me, and, and however it goes down, I'm super grateful. I'm telling you, little brother, you, they, nobody can take it away from you. They're, I, I don't care how they say, I mean, there's guys that have got world record fish, you know, that are tuna fishing, that their, rail, their rods touch the rail. But, you know, marlin fishermen get their rods that are on the boat when they catch them, <laughs> when they, and they get hooked up by the boat and they take them off the rail. I don't care how you cut it. If it's a world record fish, it's a world record fish. So either way, because we were talking, you know, while you were on the water there, and you were trying to figure out what to do, and Maddie said, you know, it's 11.4 or 11.5, and I went, well, that's got it by over a pound. I mean, that that's... That's unequivocal that, that it's a record, and the fact that you got it, nobody can take it away from you, brother. That's the coolest thing in the world. Congratulations. That's it. You know, the only thing, that's the way I look at it, Stan, exactly. The only thing I'm gaining after this is my name on a piece of paper, but, you know, I have all the glory in, in, in the world from being a part of it, and, and I'll remember it the rest of my life. And you know what? The rest of the fishing industry, the rest of us guys that are out there, the Brotherhood of the Bass will all... They all get it. They'll all know, and they'll hear the story, and they'll never take it away from me either. You know, if you didn't get the piece of paper, so what? You got the fish, and she's still alive, and that's that's the coolest part of the story. You know, Paul, you're going to have to keep uh, Wendy Toshihara's uh, phone number on speed dial because uh, Wendy's an IGFA representative, and uh, I'm sure they've got IGFA representatives up there in Northern California that – Maybe you could have get, gotten someone to come on up and at least uh, verify that for uh, IGFA because, 
You know, Wendy, I know you probably uh, have called or you have stories uh, of people that have been called from the IGFA, and, and you guys do whatever you can to accommodate them. Oh, well, um, my other half is a biologist, so it's really easy. <laughs> you know, if you'd have called Wendy, she'd have driven up there for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you probably would have found Wendy in a tree stand somewhere, but she would have given it up and gone on out there. Well, you know, what what do you do as an encore? This this is what you did on the first day. How'd the rest of your uh, your fishing go over there, uh, Paul? Terrible. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it was it was crazy because we had actually a series of, of small low pressure systems roll in, and Clear Lake fish. We ended up doing the next two days filming at Clear Lake, and the Clear Lake fish, man, they really love the low pressure. I think these fish still have a lot of northern strain uh, largemouth blood in them, um, to where they don't shut down when it gets cold. They don't shut down on these low pressures like normal largemouth would. And we went there and absolutely crushed them. We had, I think. 37 or 38 pounds the first day, all on big swim baits on camera. And uh, and we were just blown away at how good that day went. And then the second day we went out, Maddie himself ended up catching over 43 pounds on the swim bait on TV. So this is going to be probably the most anticipated stoked on fishing TV show ever to come out, I'd imagine. Wait, there's something about uh, uh, Shay. Uh, he's got a magic for getting, to ca- getting people to catch fish when they get on camera because, you know, we've all done television and you got you got to spend a lot of time on camera to get so little, but, boy, Shay just seems to go out there and get, get the best of what's happening and make it work. That's it. You know, well, he's a very, very smart guy when it comes to fishing. He knows how to put himself in the right position to be there when it's going to count, and, and that's what it takes. He's been doing this a long time, and, and he's got a real knack for it. Well, you know, and you got people. A lot of people don't know much about Shay, but Shay actually was a was uh, he ran the he was on the deck of one of the boats with Danny Sansom as the deckhand for a long while. He understands that saltwater arena, and then you put him in the freshwater arena. He came out to film the stuff for the big bass uh, challenge that we had out here for the H. Uh, the heavyweight bass classics, and and all of us were involved with that one. I just happened to be in front of the camera with him. That's how I met Shay. But Shay understands the swim bait. He understands how to make the the big fish bite. He he's a, a totally he's got fishing across the board. He understands how to catch them. So that part of it really comes out when he's filming. He understands what a guy is going to have to do to get them. And he when he starts seeing people that are catching the fish, man, he's on it. He's He's just got a talent for for the filming, in. and then he's been blessed by having great luck when he goes out on these little events that he's been able to film exceptional stuff. I mean, look what's happened with, with you guys. He's done great stuff with uh, us and on our, our little trips that we've taken on the ocean, too. So, you know, I can't say enough about how Shay's done a great job. I mean, he went from the, you know, nobody knew what his, his show was called, and, and then three months later he was the number one fishing show in the western United States. That's pretty cool. Now, Paul, it is, it is, he deserves it. Paul, yeah. we've also advertised you as a professional guide. Tell us, how do people get a hold of you, and what uh, what lakes do you like to specialize in? You know, I specialize mainly on Clear Lake here, up at, up where I live. Um, I do trips to Berryessa, and I will do specialty trips for spotted bass. Um, those are multiple-day trips. They're going to have to be two- to three-day trips. It is fairly far from my house, so we'll have to do some traveling. Um, but I mainly focus here on Clear Lake. 
Uh, I like to throw the big stuff. People call me wanting to throw the big bait. Uh, I get more of the advanced angler and the tournament anglers calling me, not so much the everyday people that just want to go catch a bass. Um, that's mainly what I like to focus on, and I've been doing it now for about a year, and it's been nothing but fun. I almost enjoy the guiding more than I do the tournaments now, and I never thought that would happen. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I think that's that. I think when you start getting comfortable at catching your fish, you you turn a corner, um, and not everybody has that blessing. I got to tell you, Paul, but when you can get to that point where. One, you already know you're not going fishing, you're going catching. And then when you turn the corner where you now you're, you're that instructional guy that goes, let's go out and I'll show you how to do this, I'll show you a trick of the trade or two, but you're comfortable with that, you've really turned a corner in the industry. And for that, you get all the kudos in the world, brother. Okay, Paul, Thank you, people want to get a hold of you to just ask you about your services, uh, maybe book a trip, uh, find out what your schedule is. How's the best way to go about doing it? Best way to go about it is bigbaitbailey at gmail.com. That's my email address. I also have an Instagram account, bigbaitbailey, and a Facebook account, bigbaitbailey guide services. Any of those three ways, you guys can contact me. I'll get back to you the second I'm back at the house and off the water, and uh, we'll get you set up with whatever dates I have available and really easy to work with. Um, I'll let you guys know, you know, a month in advance, how the weather's looking. A week in advance, how the weather's looking. You know, I keep all my clients really up to date, and uh, I'm really enjoying this. Well, Paul, congratulations <laughs> on an exceptional catch, uh, a great few days of fishing, getting it all on tape, uh, possible world record, and even better yet, knowing uh, you could have had that fish verified and, and probably slam-dunked it, but you opted uh, to let it go, let it fight another day, and... I'm almost sure if anyone's going to break that record, it's going to be you out there. That's good karma. No, thank you, man. I hope so. And you guys, thank me so much for having me on. All right. I can't thank you enough for being a part, Paul. And, man, and as a friend, man, I'm all in. I'm sitting back here smiling while you're talking a lot. So it's all good, bud. <laughs> that was uh, pro angler Paul Bailey talking about his world record spotted bass that he caught up in the northern california hey stan wendy and i we're gonna have to take another break but coming on back owner operator of vendetta sports fishing ray summers he's gonna talk about this tuna bite that we talked about a little bit earlier see if he can uh, give us an idea where it's at where it's going and we're gonna have him brush off that crystal ball and see what he sees happening in the future but stay tuned more rod and reel radio to come after these messages Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Hey, Bass Fisherman, who do you call for your Bass Boat Insurance? Well, if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the Bass Boat Program that is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, 
your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics until your boat's 10 years old. That's right. You only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASSBOAT. Call 1-800-227-7262 or just spell BASSBOAT. 1-800-BASSBOAT. I know there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1-800-BASSBOAT, the choice of the pros for BASSBOAT insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.com. My angler aged to earth. Like the mighty flounder, I will keep one eye on the pole and the other watching for rogue waves. I'll save water by taking shorter showers and enthusiastically celebrate talk like a pirate day. Aye. I will chat up the locals before launching in unfamiliar waters. And I will always, always wear my life jacket. What's your H2O? Tell us at BoatCalifornia.com. The California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways reminds you to wear it, California. It's tuna time, and it's time to reserve your spot on one of the newest boats in the fleet, the 70-foot Sea Adventure 2 at H&M Landing in San Diego. It has a really comfortable galley that seats up to 24 passengers with all the comforts of home, including two big satellite flat-screen TVs and satellite phone. The huge new bait tank and slammer ensure plenty of bait for everyone, and two four-ton refrigerated fish holds, both RSW and blast-free, have plenty of room to keep your catch as fresh as the minute you caught it. Reserve your spot on the Sea Adventure or two online at hmlanding.com or call H&M Landing at 619-222-1144. And thank you very much, and welcome back to Rod and Real Radio. Stan Vandenberg's with us tonight. So is Wendy Toshahar. Our special guest in studio, Dwayne Potnow, is in a, with us from the San Diego Anglers. But, you know, it's time to figure out What's happening with those uh, tuna out there? And if there's any guy that knows what's happening, because there has not been a more prolific skipper out there than our next guest, because every time you look at his reports and his pictures, he's had fish aboard. He's one heck of a fishing machine. It's Captain Ray Summers, owner-operator of Vendetta Sports Fishing. Captain Ray, welcome to the show, sir. Uh, How are you guys doing over there? Hey, we are... Doing great, and first of all, I want to congratulate you on just an outstanding 2015 season. I mean, when when we were talking, starting at the Fred Hall show in March, we were going, "Yeah, it looks like it's going to be pretty good," and you know. <laughs> but did you did you ever imagine? I didn't imagine it to be this good. I mean, it's it's still going on right now. It's it's unbelievable, unbelievable. Well, I haven't seen anything like this. You know, carrying all the way through into December. I know. Uh, I, I, you still uh, is the vendetta still out of the water, getting some stuff done to it. Yeah, I'll be out of the water for another two weeks. It looks like here. Well, two more then, weeks. Then uh, give us an idea of of these fish, the pattern of these fish. I mean, you know, they were inside the nine for a little while, and but it seemed like they rocketed and passed us, and they're down into Mexican waters. Is that? Is that a right assumption, or are we just going to where we think there's the largest population of them? No, that's a right assumption. That is correct. That's, they've been being caught at this uh, below the border there. It started, you know, just below the border. It moved out to the 302 on the corners there, and it sounded like, you know, spots started moving to the 371 and just further south. And that's all I know of what I've heard. And it sounds like it's getting a little bit spotty. I mean, there's still fish on porpoise, but they're a little finicky. 
from what I heard. You know, and I, you know, I'm hearing, and uh, Captain Chuck Taft, who we had on a couple of weeks ago, were saying these are a lot of the fish that you know passed us as they were going up north. Now they've turned around going back south, so that's been the elephant. But do you anticipate might there be bluefin behind them and maybe even albacore? Uh, you know, it sounds like the San Diego had a bluefin today in their counts. So yeah. you, I, you might get a little show on some bluefin here. We you know. say. Well, Ray, and, anything's possible. It, it, it's been crazy here. I'm not doubting it. You might start seeing some bluefin here in the counts here. You know, we've been seeing these uh, these tremendous yellowfin count here in December, and, you know, the bait hasn't been all super good that we'd like to see. I mean, we've got anchovies and stuff like that. How have the, uh, the boats able to keep these counts out and having the bait just being oh, kind of so-so? I'd like to carry the anchovies, to be honest with you, with any kind of tuna fishing, especially with the yellowfin. Anchovy helps to get it all roused up and, and fired up. You know, so, I think anchovies are better bait. And it'd be nicer to have it in a better size to make it easier to cast, but... You know, so you're, you're saying that uh, when the guys get aboard the sports boats, you know, we were used to so long for seeing, you know, the big sardines, and the, and the big sardines weren't something that we were fishing with for a long time, that if you get a bunch of anchovies, don't really uh, get all upset about it because you still stand a great opportunity of going out and getting some good fish. 100%. I mean, you get that anchovy, you can braille a lot of bait in the water there, get that stuff fired up, and we'll eat the, you know, the heavy cold snipers and the, the flat falls pretty well for the guys that, you know, can't flick out the smaller anchovies. But for me, I, I think the anchovies are way better bait. Wow. And I've, seen that, I've seen earlier in the season where we have a tank of sardines and then other boats would have anchovies, and we would get slaughtered. We just didn't have the anchovies to get it going. Uh, I, I think the chovies are the way, the better bait to uh, to have in this kind of fishing. We're speaking with uh, Captain Ray Summers, owner-operator of Vendetta. And, and uh, uh, Captain Ray, it seems like when the yellowfin were here in, you know, late September and we were catching them, they were just a really small schooling size. Almost, They were almost bait themselves for the, the wahoo and the marlin that were coming on up. But it looks like the the fish that we're seeing now are a little bit better grade. Is is that your perception, too? That is true. They have been a better grade, anywhere from 15 to 25, with some occasional 40s in there. You know, some of these fish you've been catching, uh, you know, we've talked about bait fish, but have uh, you also been able to catch them on flat falls and, and irons and jigs? Uh, or, you know, what are some of the other methods you've been using besides uh, live bait? Poppers, too. And that stuff wants to start breaking on the surface. The popper's been working a little bit as well, other than the flat falls. And the you know, well, you know. Now you've got the vendetta. You, you've got it in dry dock right now, uh, uh, and I understand that there there are some things that you're doing to the vendetta, vendetta that's even going to make you more dangerous out there in the water because <laughs> uh, uh, you know. God only knows you catch you catch enough fish right now, but you're making some improvements. Tell us a little bit about what's happening with the vendetta when it's dry docked. Oh, I'm adding a, all I'm going to have to say is I'm adding some new changes there. I can't let that out. That's kind of a secret <laughs> until that that day comes. But definitely going to be better, and hopefully be ready by January here. Well, you know, Ray, uh, I always hear people marveling at the fact that. You know, you go out there in the vendetta, 
it it's not as as large as some of the boats out there. Not equipped like some of the other boats with the electronics and everything that maybe you might want to see. But there's something about Captain Ray Summers that he goes on out there and he's got a nose for catching the fish. What what is it, Ray? Uh, I I don't think I, that little boat has everything a big boat does. It has the sonar. It has it up and down. It has everything. It's a quiet fishy boat. I don't know. It it's just a fishy boat. That's all I have to say. Well, well tell us a little bit about that, the sports fishing, and and how people can check the boat out and then find out what your schedule is and uh, to get a hold of you to to get aboard for a trip. Uh, you can either call down to H and M Landing. Or you can call me direct at my cell phone, which is 619-985-3563. I'll be ready to go back at it here in January with the new changes that we're doing to the boat here. Okay. Uh, and the boat. Tell us a little bit about the boat, uh, size, and how many uh, fishermen can you comfortably accommodate? And what are the new changes? <laughs> I, can't say the, I can't say the new changes. The boat is 40 feet long by 14 feet wide. Uh, we carry up to 12. I like to keep the load. I'm, I'm sealed eye for 19. But I'd like to just carry 12. I think that's a little small niche in there, and it fishes well with just that many people on the boat. Still comfortable, still plenty of room. And we got Dwayne Pontenot with us. Dwayne, you've been on that boat before. Uh, is that a fish catching machine or what? It is. I think we had four charters with Ray this uh, this summer, <laughs> and uh, we got a lot of fish every time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he has. He's had some good days. It's now, Ray, when, to have them on there. when you get back in the water, then you think you're going to be uh, doing uh, uh, bottom fishing, or do you think you're going to be running on out to the uh, the bank to see if you can get some of those fish out there, or is it just a matter of what your clients want to do? It's a matter of what my clients want to do. We're open for that offshore. It's still around. We're also open for the groups that have passports to be able to fish the islands, here, especially in January where they, they might close down the rock, or well, they will close down the rock fish. So we hopefully we have some yellowtail to catch that guy and mix it up with a little bit of bottom fish there. Wow. Well, Ray Summers on the Vendetta. Again, people want to get a hold of you, see what the schedule is, book a trip, talk to you about fishing. Uh, I know you got a little time maybe to do that. Of course, you're probably there at the uh, at the dry dock every day, uh, you know, you know, putting your two cents in and working on the boat yourself on, on some of these changes you're doing. But how's the best way, again, to get a hold of you? Um, the best way to get a hold of me is my cell phone, and that's, once again, 619-985-3563. All right. And, Ray, I, I know you are known for your pulled pork sandwiches. You got a special recipe you want to uh, share with us? That's <laughs> the barbecue beef. I oh, got rid of pulled pork. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, Ray Summers, owner-operator of Vendetta Sports Fishing out of HNL Manning. Hey, Ray, thanks a lot uh, for uh, being with us. I've want to, wanted to have you on for a long time, but you have been so busy. And, you know, especially you show your customers as much fishing time as you can because you've been getting in late. A lot of times you get in too late to get on the radio show. So I'm glad we were able to catch up with you. I thank you guys for calling so much and checking in with me. I appreciate it. All right. Ray Summers, owner-operator of Vendetta Sports Fishing out of H&M Landing. Thanks a lot, Ray, for that report. Well, Dwayne Pontenot, San Diego Anglers Bay Bass Tournament is coming up. Give us some of the uh, the specifics about this event so we don't let it get biased. Well, number one, you want to get signed up for it. So, again, go to our website, sandiegoanglers.com, and click on the tournaments page and, um, and download an entry form and mail it on in. 
Uh, you can keep uh, keep up with it up to date on our Facebook page, Open Bay Bass on Facebook. And uh, if you want an entry form and you're in a tackle shop, uh, I just passed them out, most of them, uh, yesterday and the day before. Lewis will finish passing them out tomorrow, and they'll pretty much be from Oceanside down to the Mexican border and all the tackle shops. Right. And a good thing to come to is going to be that Bay Bass Seminar because, boy, Benny Florentino, what a better guy to, to have to talk about fishing like that. But where is that going to be? When? And uh, give us the details. That's going to be at um, Dana Bait and Tackle on Mission Bay and also Fast Lane Kayak there. And it will be on the Saturday before, which is uh, January the 16th. 16th, The yeah. 16th. And uh, the time to be determined, we'll probably put that on our Facebook page when we finally get a time. Now, if we're not fishing in the tournament, but we want to see the weigh-in and we want to see the fish coming in and want to go to the demonstrations and eat the the great food that you have there at no charge, uh, you know, what time uh, should people start coming? Oh, I would come down about uh, 11 o'clock in the morning, let people like Wendy get down there and get all set up, get their table set up, get there around 11, and then uh, they'll, they'll start weighing fish at 12.30, and we'll stop the weigh-in at 2.00. Um, and Lyle Belquist will be there. I just talked with him last week. His permit for tagging bass is still uh, nice. is still uh, um, uh, valid. So he said he'll come down and, and tag the rest of those sand bass and those bay bass for our tournament and put them back in the bay. All right. That's cool. Hey, well, Dwayne, thanks a lot for being with us and staying here during the show. Always appreciate your input. Much success. It, it, Stan? Dwayne's doing a trip that uh, I love doing. He's going to go down and see Billy Chapman at Angler's Inn. They're going to Picachos. <laughs> they're going to El Salto. Yes. And they're going to be down there for a whole week fishing. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll All right. Fishing. I used to like it, but I don't anymore. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll be fishing uh, Thursday afternoon. We'll take that 6 a.m. flight out of Tijuana, and uh, we'll be fishing for those big old bass by 1230 that afternoon. And you, you know the t- cool part, too, because, you know, I mean, a lot of people don't know how – the, the fishing is down there, but, you know, the, that pre-spawn fish right now, in December and January, it, it's warmer down there, the, and it's, it, the climate is a whole different, it's just different down there for, for bass fishing. But right now, I think as that pre-spawn fish gets ready to, to, to spawn in, in January and February, you're going to have, you should have some really great fishing. Excellent popper fishing. That's why we go down there in December. It's excellent uh, topwater fishing on Rico's and, uh, and Zara Spoo. Oh, how fun. Well, Dwayne, we look forward to you know, hearing how you're doing, especially you're taking all those saltwater guys down there, yes, you know, yes. see what they do. Hey, guys, that's it for tonight. Stan and Wendy, thanks a lot for your input. Great show tonight. No, too much fun. Too much fun. Yeah, and Wendy, you've got a great week. You got to make sure you give uh, Paul Bailey your phone number because uh, he needs to get in touch with an IGFIA guy, or I'm sure you know people up there to uh, Northern California to get a hold of that might have expedited that uh, uh, that experience for him. I sure do. All right, hey ladies and gentlemen, that's it for tonight. We want to thank Jr. and the AM540 Studios. Jr., thanks a lot for this balancing thing, especially bringing on. Paul Bailey to uh, uh, be with us, and then also to get Sean on uh, to congratulate him. You were juggling a lot of lines there. Did a great job. Also, Ben Harvey here locally. And we want to thank Big Tuna Bill Giesland and Eddie McCune that gave us this legacy that is Rod and Reel Radio. And also, thanks our sponsors. So, guys, 
You can now go over and listen to the second half of the football game. As we found out, the second half of these games has been worth the price of admission. So, Rod Real Radio on the first half, second half football game, no better way to spend your Sunday night. So, on behalf of all of us, thank you very much for listening tonight. Stay safe, everybody. Uh, We'll see you on the water. We're out for now. Good fishing to everyone.